This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via our participating restaurants, 18 plus reward registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and time supply, see mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Welcome to the latest edition of Forever Bristol City podcast. And it was uh, a disappointing uh, end at Kenilworth Road because the final score was Luton Town 2, Bristol City 1. Uh, joining me at the moment, well, uh, for, hopefully for the whole duration, is Rob Pickles, who was due to come in. I don't know where Ian and Mark are. They're around uh, somewhere. They're probably doing their uh, their bit on uh, Radio Bristol. But uh, welcome to the podcast, uh, Rob. First time on this season. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's have your uh, what? What? J- just sum up the game for me in uh, in thirty seconds. What are your thoughts? You know, as you, if you're walking away from the, the ground tonight, what would you be uh, thinking? Deserved a point or? Luton yeah. edged it. Yeah, definitely deserved a point. Um, very promising, uh, I'd say, first 35 minutes um, until they got their goal. And it had to be luckier, didn't it? Um, and then, yeah, just sort of faded away from us. And then we came back with a goal, um, looked promising. And we just were so weak on the on that right-hand side and at the back. Um, Kalas can't do it on his own. And, um, yeah. That was it. Yeah, so you think, Any, I mean... Anybody there? Oh, we are, Ian. Yes, you're here. Welcome to the oh, studio. All right. Thank you very much. Yeah, We were worried about you coming in. in. You just managed to get no, in. you're all right. Yeah, you're late. I managed to you're get late. In. Yeah, well, Rob, uh, well, Rob has joined us. Minutes, Rob has joined us. In for some but there you go. Never mind. Oh, well, there we go. Anyway, never mind. Ian, uh, I'll ask you the same question that I said to Rob. Uh, the usual sum up the game in 30 seconds. Uh, some bright attacking play, not enough shots on target in the first half after completely dominating possession and looking, having excellent movement in the final third, appalling defending from two set pieces, which is becoming typical. We can't defend crosses. That's our that's our biggest problem. And I can't see how you solve it uh, without different personnel. And do you think, Ian? Uh, I mean, we talk transfers at the end of the at the end of the pod, uh, well, the latter stages of the pod. But do you think there are going to be any incomings? Because it is a recurring problem, isn't it? This uh, this defending from crosses. Yeah, we're um, we're the the most crossed against team in the division, and every time the other side's got a, a corner or a a dangerous set piece. And the delivery was good for both the set pieces, I have to say, particularly the first one. Um, but no, I, I, I think we, I mean, if you look at the first goal they scored, you had a six foot three bloke jumping against uh, Jada Silva, who's five foot six. And um, who was the other defender? I think it might have been Scotty again. But there's no way yeah. that they're going to be able to defend in that area at the far post. It's just not going to happen. So I think you we've do I think we'll sign anybody? Um I think we might have a punt on Tim Closer to the end of the season. Um 
if if we're not doing that, I think we absolutely have to recall Taylor Moore from Hearts because we're rapidly running out of central defenders and we need a a, a pucker right back, right wing back as well. Uh, but I don't do I think we'll get one? No, I don't think we will. No, depressing. Rob, um, the starting lineup, it was the team that finished uh, against Cardiff. I mean, no real surprises there, were there? You know, Jada Silva lining up in that unfamiliar right wing back. But uh, you, you've not got any complaints about the uh, the team that took the field, have you? Were you surprised to see Simpson on the bench? Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised to see him involved in anything, um, especially even in the future if he's involved in any, any of that. I I'm a bit shocked. Um, I don't know what he's doing there. Um, but, yeah, I would have gone with the same lineup. I was quite impressed with even Viner when he came against Cardiff. I know he made, I think he made one mistake towards the end with their, with Cardiff's last goal last weekend. But I thought, no, pretty solid. Um, Semenya yeah. was obviously unbelievable last weekend. So, um, yeah, I had no complaints about this team. I don't know who no. else you put in. And the first half, no, well, exactly. We haven't got much choice, really, have we? I mean, where do you start? Uh, Williams, but he's probably got China legs or something like that. I mean, the first, uh, well, the first half, all of the first half, we dominated uh, the play. I mean, I've got here 60% possession, and I think we had a few decent uh, shots on target. I mean, up until the 41st minute, you'd think that um, City were a team challenging a lot higher up the table than they were, wouldn't you, uh, Rob? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Very promising. These last couple of games, the Mill game, I went to the Mill game as well, and we just seem a lot more better at attacking. Um, it's just that right-hand side that's what yeah. worries me with, especially when you've got De Silva and Viner, who to me are probably the biggest two weak links that we've got at the moment. Um, no, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, I mean, I think Viner's always got a mistake in him, you know, so for everything he does good, he does bad. Ian, um, the goal, the opening goal came on 41 minutes. Uh, Zach Viner was off injured when the free kick was taken, wasn't he? Yeah. Is that a bit naive that it was allowed to happen like that? Because it was a very threatening uh, position. What could you uh, What could you do about it? It's the rules. If you go down injured and the trainer comes on, you have to go off and you can't come on until play restarts. So there was absolutely nothing you could do about it. It's the rules, Dave. So he couldn't get back on. So it was that. That was so we were we were stitched up there then basically by by the rules yeah well, we, well it's, the rules are the rules it's you know it's like complaining when you get caught speeding 100 miles an hour on the motorway you know the rule 70 so don't do it i mean he went down injured he had to go off i think to be honest in a situation like that it is being a little bit pedantic not allowing the player to fool but it was brought on to stop brought in to stop time wasting so players would feign injury, go down, stop the game, then miraculously recover. Uh, I mean, Warnock was a past master at it. He'd have three blokes down at a time, wasting time. And so they had to, yeah. um, they had to stop. Um, they had to stop them doing it, and that's the way that FIFA and UEFA came up with to stop them doing it. So you know, no no complaints about that. Complaints entirely about our defending. I mean, we've either got to start stopping the crosses, which I appreciate isn't always possible, or we've got got to bring get some height in the team. And I mean, uh, Kundi apparently had a very good game for uh, the under-23s today, including, wait for it, Play. a Cruyff I know, no, I read it, term. playing as a centre-forward. Yeah, I'm playing up front. I'm playing up front for the last 20 minutes, apparently. Let me welcome uh, Mark into the studio. You got here in the end, Mark. I, I managed to yeah, get Yeah, so I was waiting for somebody had... called Ian on Radio Bristol to finish. That that was why. Yeah, I, I know, I, I know. Take, no, we should have done, we should done it. Well, Mark, you've got, we've got you, Rob, and uh, Ian in tonight. So uh, I don't want to talk too much uh, about whatever um, with you. But I mean, when when the home team took the lead um, with an ex-gas man knocking in, it was... It was against a run of play. I mean, City did enough to go in all square at half-time, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, it's it's just a lack of concentration. 
and there's he just lost just lost the silver and pring on the back post i don't know whether o'leary could be braver i think people were commenting that perhaps o'leary needs to be need to come off his line and punch it but city just lost those markers they've got to start man marking in, in that situation get the big guys on there on their big men because either ray or or uh, uh, or lockyer could have scored it was that easy it was that they, you know, they they almost walked the ball in, but on both occasions. Yeah. So you could you could see you could see that coming. City hadn't defended too badly uh, from corners previously, but that is our real weak spot, and we just never learn. Yeah. Do you think Max could have done? Do you think Max could have done more for that first goal, uh, Mark? Well, he, I mean, he, if they're playing, if they're playing zonally. You know, there's nothing wrong with him coming out and having a go at the ball. I mean, you see, you see, Dan, you see Dan Bentley do that sometimes, don't you? And, and punch, mm. but um, make it hard. I mean, if you if you get challenged, your uh, goalkeeper who gets challenged more than likely to win a free kick if somebody leans on him. So why not? Yeah, uh, just put your just put your body in there and make it difficult. But two yeah. men on the back post and three City players, somebody should be clearing that ball. But it was yeah. the wrong players, not 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 the not the tallest defenders, and we got done again. Just just not there in the box. I mean, Rob, did you the, the first goal, uh, and maybe the second? We'll talk about that in a minute. The first goal. Do you think Max should have done better, sort of at least come for the cross because he seemed rooted for it. He seemed rooted to his line, didn't he? Yeah, well that's it. And once you get once you let it come right into the box, that's when danger, that's when danger comes and, and you, you can't do nothing about it. Just it's pinball all around and it's just a scrappy goal waiting waiting to happen. Um yeah. but I think like I, I was saying to you earlier just before we come on air, I thought if we're not gonna get a new keeper in, in ages, but with the keeper we we have got, the size of them, if we had a bigger keeper that makes more of a presence about them. They're going to come and collect stuff like that, but we've only got Bentley and O'Leary that are just going to come and punch it, and that could go anywhere. Yeah, Bentley's yeah, Bentley's six three six four, isn't he? Yeah, he's certainly six foot. He's he's taller than Max. There's no doubt about yeah, that. Cool. Yeah, Ian, I was he's coming six, to you next. He, for, yeah, go on. Go I was on. coming to you next for the because uh, we don't need to dwell on goalkeepers. We can talk about Max again in a minute, but we're coming to you next for the equalising goal. I mean, City started the second half in. You know, in in decent form, and uh, it was a loose ball that Semenyo uh, picked up. Uh, another assist for him, coolly slotted in by Andy Vyman for his fourteenth of the season. We're right back in it at one-one, and it was a good goal, wasn't it? It was a it was a good goal. It was an excellent finish, and I was disappointed after that with our finishing because Andy Vyman had a decent chance. Um, Naki started off very brightly when he came on, but he he didn't. Um, he didn't maintain that. Uh, threw Tommy Conway on at the end. That didn't really work. Uh, and I, and I think it, once again, it, it then it then comes back to it then comes back to service. Um, the result yeah. itself, I've done as much harm when you look at the other results tonight. But um, like well, I said, Peterborough on course for yeah. Peterborough well, on Peterborough course for three points, but then Birmingham Birmingham came back with two goals in the last five minutes. So that was a great result because it yeah. keeps them both at bay. And yeah. if we'd have scored, if we'd have scored two more tonight, we'd have won, but we didn't. So um, I, I think you, you, we just look at. I mean, our away form is pitiful. To be honest, we've picked yeah. up one point at the last twenty-one, and we're the worst team yeah. in the division away from home. So yeah. um, that needs, although we're the sixth best at home. So what do we need to do? We need to have a really clinical look at whether we play with a three or a four, and we need to get defenders in to suit that suit that system, whether it's four-five-one or yeah. what we're playing at the moment, three. But we need to bring them in now. I don't know how serious uh, Rob Atkins. Well, let's come on. Let's come on to transfers. Let's come on to transfers at the end. Let me go. Let me give Mark a shout. Injury. Sorry. Let me give. uh, Well, I say an injury is affecting whether we bring players back or indeed we sign somebody like Klaus. Mark the uh, the goal. I mean, Andy Vyman. He's going to be a twenty goal uh, striker for us this season, isn't he? You know, he's going to get. You'd back him to get another six between now and the end of the season, wouldn't you? Would you? I don't know. What do you think? Mark. 
not there. I'm here. Zach, yeah, I'm here. Oh. Sorry. Uh, Zach Viner robbed Adebayo and, and just flicked it into uh, uh, Semenya, who, who played it wide, but he had to adjust his feet. So he took, you know, he had to adjust it right to left and then ran in on goal and just slid it under the keeper. I mean, his finishing, that was another terrific finish after his great finish on Saturday. And he had those other chances at the end as well. I think he would have been disappointed with the header at the end there, David. Um, you know, that went wide. And, you know, that Wells couldn't finish off. He really could have scored there in the one where he, tur- where he turned his back. But he's looking very good in front of goal. And I wish we could have given some more opportunities because this one was a wasted one yeah. tonight. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Rob, we had another chance on the hour. Masengo, uh, he forced a corner and uh, the ball came in. And uh, although I think a foul was given, uh, Cameron Pring, uh, he was just over with the shot, wasn't he, Rob? Yeah, it was a good, good effort, even though the foul came in there. Yeah. 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 That was, it was, he was pretty close with that one. However, I think, I don't know if it's, I might be completely wrong here, but the pitch, I don't know if the pitch didn't seem right. And it just it looked a little bit bobbly. So all our passes, all our just getting it up the field was hard. It just looked like it was sticking to the ground. So when we yeah. did chances, we 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 well we don't take them anyway. But you know, do you think? I mean, Rob, do you think Cameron Pring is there as a as a as a left wing back or left of a three because he's sort of. Um, you know, he's sort of switching between the two. And it gets back to Ian's point a moment ago. Should we be playing with a with a three or a five at the back, or whatever you want to call it? Or should we really just be playing with a flat back four? Yeah, and padding at the midfield a bit more. What do you think? I, li- I like him at the back, um, in the in the back three. Um, and it's, it's another thing where our players, like especially like Viner and Pringley, they need to cement a position and focus on it. Because it just seems like we're rotating everyone around all the time, um, and it happens through the yeah. game. But yeah. I would definitely have in the back three. He's he's quick um, to get back. We've got quite a bit of pace at the back now with with Viner, Callas, and and if you have Pring there as well. Yeah, um, well, I think Viner's definitely the weak, definitely the weak link. I mean, Ian, the uh, the goal that proved to be the winning goal coming literally midway through the half. It was Cameron. Uh, uh, Pring committing a foul. I think he got a yellow card for uh, that one. What a bloody shambles that was, wasn't it? I mean, Lockyer involved again in Adebayo. I think that's the right pronunciation. Tapped it in. I mean, again, how how did you see that goal? What, it was weak defensively, but Ian, be be precise in that analysis. You know, who do you, who should have done better in that? Well, the first problem is is you give away an unnecessary free kick. Campering gets booked again. That's three games on the trot he's been booked. So he's got to be heading for a suspension um, pretty soon, I would I would think. I don't know what the rules are at this point of the season, whether he's got to pick up 10 yellows uh, before he gets suspended. But he's doing his best to get there. I prefer Cam as a um, left, left wing back or left back. I think he's an excellent athlete. He's actually a defender who doesn't mind defending. Uh, he's not that strong in the air. I mean, it's comical, really, because people talk about ability in the air. Zach Viner is the tallest out of all of them. Um, and I think Zach goes from doing things that you think, blimey, that's pretty good, really, to um, making some right ricks. And he was involved in ricks for both the Cardiff's goals on Saturday. Um, mm. And uh, t- tonight... A lot of it comes from, you know, you lose the ball up the field unnecessarily when it's easier to play an accurate pass. And and then they're, they're away. And when you've got great big lumps of blokes playing like that, the sort of defender you wanted tonight against them was Aidan Flynn, who was terrible yeah. against us on Saturday, I have to say. <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah. there's, some, there's some people... Um, People talking here about the positives from tonight. And yeah, we can take the positives. The same as the positives were against Cardiff. Some of our attacking play was good. It wasn't as good tonight as it was against Cardiff because I think Luton have got a better defence and they're better organised at the back. But you've you've got to look at, after you lose a game, you've got to be even-handed and say, if we're going to keep conceding two goals a game, because... That's what we do. We're only two teams in this division have, have conceded more goals per game than us. Yeah. And they're both down yeah. the bottom. So yeah. it is an ongoing problem. It's not just tonight. We had it against Cardiff. We had it against Millwall. 
and we need um we, we we need the composure i thought the two young lads did really well first staff in central midfield i think i thought they ran the game but mm. nothing came of it we didn't have one single shot on target in the first half no, you, there's no. got to there's got to be end products. So you could pass the ball to each other all game, but if there's no end yeah. product, it, it just get it, the thing well, just becomes boring. We, we know we've got yeah. the pace up front, and we know we've got the talent, and we know we've got people who can stick the ball in the net. What wasn't yeah. there in the first half was the final ball, and our crossing was dreadful. But that brings you on to my next point. Let's bring Mark in here. And, I mean, Ian knows i got a, a thing about this particular player for his crapness. <laughs> Let's be, you know, you know, I'm going to say, uh, Mark, Callum O'Dowda, you know, you've talked about two things, you know, I mean, lack of crosses, lack of penetration in the final third, all of those things, yeah. Um, you know, it, he, he didn't, he, maybe, I think he did one cross, maybe forced a corner. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, we know what Callum can do, and that is half of all at the end of it. You know, um, if if we had, if Cameron Pring was able to play left wing back, I mean, you wouldn't have a doubt of within a mile of the side, would you? I mean, he offers nothing, does he? Am I being harsh, or, or what do you think? Well, he no. forced he forced a few corners, but he 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 doesn't beat his man, and he he, he we needed we needed a, a little bit more. Um, fearlessness around the, around the box. Somebody, we should have had a few shots in the first half. We didn't move the ball quickly enough. We should really have played the ball behind the, you know, those three hulking centre backs. Probably a bit slow slow on the turn. It was easy just putting a ball in the air. They were just waiting with those away way all night. But not, I preferred. I think I prefer. I mean, Pring is really a wing back or a left back. Like Ian said, he's only playing left centre back out of necessity. That probably yeah. that probably is best position. And I preferred. I mean, De Silva can play. Can play left wing back, and he played there at, at, at the end and gave us balance. But I think um, O'Dowd. He's not got the physicality. I mean, O'Dowd is as weak as you know is as weak as if you ask me. But there we go. I, I like this one on here from Beard. I'm trying to think of the name of the group that had it because Beard has texted in. Cod, huh? What is he good for? Absolutely nothing. Who had a hit with that back in the seventies? Now somebody text that on the uh, on the line feed there. I mean, uh, Rob, <laughs> we were talking before we went uh, live at 10, where well, it was live when we were talking, but, you know, when it, nobody was in. Uh, Callum um, is another typical Callum O'Dowder performance, wasn't it? Because it is like playing with 10 men when you have him there, because he doesn't go hunting the ball, does he? Yeah, he just looks good, doesn't he? Uh, he really looks good. But he, it's one of those things where you think, is it going to be the day, like every Saturday, every Tuesday, you think, is it going to be the day Callum O'Dara comes up with something special and then you just get the same thing every every single time. So, yeah, nothing. nothing he gets good. a goal every 25 matches or thereabouts, uh, Rob. So, you know, it's coming, up, it's coming up now. If you put, I think everybody, listen to this, I would put a tenner on Callum to score, because you know he's going to start, Callum to score the opening goal at Preston on Saturday, but there we go. Is that the next time Hallis yeah. Comet appears, is it? Uh, something like that, yeah. I mean, oh, the substitution... It was Edwin Starr, by the way. Um, yeah. War. It went Edwin Starr, that's it. Well done. Well done, Mark. Sorry. Did you... you, you, you yes, you I had did. had that up your sleeve straight away. You had that up your sleeve straight <laughs> no, away. No, I had a lot. I knew it in my head, but I didn't know the name, so I Googled it. <clears throat> Ian, the, the substitutions, um, they came on 76 minutes. It was, well, O'Dowder off, Williams on, Semenyo off, Wells on. Chris Martin was great at the weekend, but he was he was tiring. Wouldn't it have made more sense to leave Semenyo on and take Chris Martin off and bring on? Uh, so yeah, take Chris Martin off and bring uh, Naki on rather than the way he did it and the timing. So your views on those substitutions with what was 15, 20 minutes of the game to go? What did you think? Well, he had to take Semenyo off because Semenyo would have been booked and the next time he committed a foul, and he was committing a few, uh, the referee was going to send him off. And we didn't want that and him, him getting him missing the Preston game. So I understand why he brought Wells on and replaced him. Uh, a lot of it is service. When we play the ball to his chest or his feet, Chris Martin's normally quite good and he's quite good at linking up players. He was against Cardiff. Uh, unfortunately, for some reason, we stopped playing football and started playing boot it! Um, and when we do that, we're crap. 
uh, in simple in, in layman's terms. Um, so I, I think that um, what's the right word? Uh, can, I, I, can we have just there's a lot of people on there talking about players that need to go. Could I just quickly address that? Dan Bentley's six foot two, by the way. Um, All right, there we go. It, it, it's okay, it's okay. And by the way, where was Casey Palmer tonight? Because if you can't get in that squad, I think I got more chance of getting a game in centre midfield. But, <laughs> um, let's if, if if we say, it, oh, we have got to get rid of Naki Wells, we got to get rid of Palmer, we got to get rid of the next time you you tweet or put a comment on, you've got to say where they're going to go, who's going to pay them the ridiculous sum of money now, and how we get them out of the club. Because from where I'm yeah. sitting, it's absolute, it's virtually impossible to shift them on unless we say to yeah. the club, we'll, we'll pay half their wages, in which case we might as well hang on to them. Well, we so, get the value on the I'm pitch, sorry, as a but... former chief executive once said. We get the value on the pitch. Who was it said that? Our famous uh, erstwhile chief, our erstwhile chief executive. And I say closing stages of the game. What we, you know, I mean, seven minutes injury time because of the uh, replacing of the third official. I was chatting to Rob before we went on. Who can remember the day back in the seventies when Jimmy Hill ran the line when one of them pulled a muscle in a sky blue tracksuit i don't think he was with coventry at the time i think he was a tv announcer am i right ian or mark or anybody that was at highbury yeah you are about he, probably, still were, he was working with icv till 1973 on the big match when he then he went to bbc match of the day yeah yeah so probably still yeah, it was it was it, yeah it was jimmy yeah like i remember it was on the it was actually on the big match they asked for a volunteer in the crowd i actually <laughs> almost did that up at, up at scunthorpe um did you morning, really but yeah. yeah, but somebody, uh, it was a city game, and somebody uh, got got there before me who was like a local referee, uh, and he did it be, because I think it was at that time they never had the fourth official at games. Mm. So um, I, I was going to go down in, and volunteer, and uh, by the time I got down there, they had a local local referee um, who, who, i got to be honest, he looked a little bit tubby, but um, he, he did okay when he came on. Um, unlike your, unlike your good self, Gary Johnson, mine. Unlike my I good bet self, you yeah, did, yeah. <laughs> or, mate. <laughs> or mate, I got, I, mean, I got Rob, some. The referee. Uh, Sorry, go on. What are you going to say? Carry on here. I, I was, I was going to say it, it's. Yeah, I mean it's it's not important, is it? I mean it gave us the seven minutes at the end of the game, but we lost the seven minutes during the game. So, did it make any difference? Yeah. Not really. I thought the ref did well. No. I mean, it wasn't our friend he Andy did. Davis. It was no, Jeff Elton. Sensible decision. Yeah, I thought he did well. One of the few, one of the few, uh, one of the few uh, good decisions the EFL have got. I mean, Rob, uh, look, <laughs> we we enjoyed it on Saturday, uh, but this is our fifth defeat in seven, whichever way you cut it. I mean, <sighs> I don't think we're going to go down. You know, and Saturday after the win, we're saying, "Well, let's start looking up for a position between 14th and 9th or something like that." I mean, are you concerned? Do you think we are making progress? Is it better that the home form is keeping the natives calmer than if you know it was back with everything away from home? I mean, the home form is what's keeping everybody on side at the moment, isn't it? Is that is that how you would view it? Yeah, hundred percent. I think yeah, the home form is giving everyone a little bit of a boost. Um, so like tonight, tonight's loss seemed a lot less bad because of the Cardiff game. If we if we'd have got drew the, the Cardiff game or lost that tonight, would have felt a lot different. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, I think um, I don't think we're in trouble. I think if, if we lose a couple more, I think we've got a couple of winnable games uh, coming up. Um, I'm not sure who we've got, but I looked yesterday yeah. and the game seemed more promising. Um, there's no, I don't think there's any Bournemouth or West Broms or anything like that. So we, they no, go, they're all. I mean, they're all. They're, you're right. I mean, it's Preston on Saturday, and then Blackpool, and then uh, Reading, and somebody else. I can't remember. Do, do, do you, Mark? Do you don't know what the fixtures are looking like? We did say it was. It was I know it was four out of five away before the Middlesbrough game. So it was one away yeah, game. Think, yeah, I'm I think missing. we got Reading, and we got we got Reading, and Swansea. Swansea the, away. Uh, that's right. That's right. Swansea so away Reading. on the uh, on the twelfth, and then that's and then, it. Middlesbrough, and then on the, on the Middlesbrough, 19th. and then the Middlesbrough game, uh, and what have you. I mean, 
Mark, one of the, oh, the shitty camera angle tonight on the well on Robin's TV and the red button as well. I mean, I don't know why they traipse all the way over the pitch because there's hardly room for an effective technical area. And we had Nathan Jones gobbing off with his Welsh accent that you could hear in the background most of the time. Those tiny little pitches like Luton have, Fulham have, Brentford seem to uh, QPR, all tiny little pitches. Um, we've talked about the physicality of City. And Luton play in a particular way. I mean, we had 60% possession, and we never do well when we have the possession. But they, never mind their physicality, but they do seem to play with a bit more physical intent or a bit more aggression. I, I saw the parts of the match against Bournemouth, and, you know, they, they run at you. They don't let you settle on the ball, and those compact pitches facilitate that style of play, don't they? Would you, would you agree with yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, I and mean, they yeah, obviously go from go for the weaker player, Musquey and, and Adebayo up front. Um, you know, drop onto the, the weakest player, and I expect them to play more football. But they were playing those those angled uh, passes, weren't they? Uh, into into the channels for the for those two to run onto, but they were really kept out of it in the first half. It was only. Um, after forty minutes, that they they you know that City just went went off the boil, and they you know they started getting a few crosses in, and and before we conceded the first one, and we we started off the second half slowly. I, I think City can mix it. There's nothing wrong with us mixing it, and and you you see saw that tonight in places, and saw that against Cardiff. I think we're becoming a lot more streetwise. It's just that we're very soft on set pieces, and we you know. First, first, you know, the sign is madness. Is just making them the same mistakes over and over again, and yeah. we just don't seem to learn anything. But I don't think there's anything wrong with our physicality so much. I mean, I know we lose possession, but we we, we do we did pass the ball well in in phases of the game. But you know, if you're going to have to score three goals every every time, uh, home, you know, when we're away to win a game, then you're never going to get very far, are you? And I think that's the no, problem. you're not. It's defending. No. 49 goals conceded now, like Ian said. I think it's the, the, the third, probably the second or third worst, uh, you know, defensive um, record in the division. Yeah. And that's where we're, we're fading. Minus 13. There you go. They're yeah, not good. Ian, um, this time next week, the transfer window is going to be shut. And there's rumours today that Adam Webster could be on his way to uh, Newcastle um, as... Lloyd Kelly was linked with the Newcastle uh, as well. But if Webster goes there for a reported 60 million quid, we're going to be on course for an 8 million windfall if there's 20% of the profit. That's even allowing for Ipswich to have a share of it, if I've done my calculations correctly. Do you think that 8 million would be invested in the team or do you think it would all go, all of it go to reducing uh F, reducing some of the FFP issues or do you think part of it if it did happen that Nigel would be able to go out and get not just a bum on a seat or a bum in the dressing room but go out and get some quality or something on loan and not a guy who's not played very much in uh, in recent school fitness probably for at least a month in Kloss what do you think would happen if Webster went and do you think, or even Kelly for that matter, Ian? Oh dear, finish. Um, I have. <laughs> you're the, the Garth Crooks of the Forever Bristol City podcast. Uh, right. Garth Crooks. On, on, <laughs> on the on the Adam Web on the Adam Webster. Where are you getting sixty million quid from? Newcastle. Yeah, they ain't going to pay sixty million quid for Adam Webster. But well, that's ridiculous. They might pay forty. Because this bloke from Sevilla is going to cost them thirty-seven point five, so they might they might sign the bloke from Sevilla and they might sign Adam Webster as well. But the most they'll offer for the bloke from Sevilla is thirty million. So the Sevilla right. saying, "Well, you're not having him now." That, so that might go down to the wire. They might they need Webster and him because their defence is dreadful. Um, mm. But I think the most they pay is let's say it was forty. All right, and, yeah. and that means we get we'll get four million quid because he moved for about 20. Uh, it could have been a bit less than that because there were lots of add-ons on it. Um, and I know that because Lee Johnson told me. Um, so <laughs> now Ip- Ipswich won't won't get anything from the You're so think... unconnected, aren't you, Ian? <laughs> yeah, well, I, can, I ask questions and people answer them or they can tell me yeah. to bleep off. But 
Uh, so I asked him, <laughs> and and he he told me. So Adam, because he said, "Oh, it's more than twenty million when you consider the add-ons, a lot more." Right, fair enough. Yeah, I don't think Ipswich get anything because they had a, a sell-on when we sold Webster. So we get a sell-on from selling Webster. I think that's how it works. It, it, there are occasions when right. it doesn't work like that, but it does. So let's say we got four million. I think they would give it if if they knew it was coming. And bearing in mind, this could be another one of those last minute dot com. And I, I don't think Brighton are selling, um, but it means they probably got half for Webster another twenty grand a week to sign a new contract. Um, my guess is that. Um, we Pearson would possibly get half. So if we got four, he'd get two. And actually, he'd probably get two if we got eight, uh, by your analogy. So it, it it's a big if at the moment. Are Brighton going to sell their best centre-back? I suppose it all depends on the price, doesn't it? I mean, Christ, if, if they went in there with 60 million, I think Brighton would bite their bloody hand off. Well, I think Webster's the Webster's a man. Webster's a man at the moment, of course, as Lloyd Kelly uh, as well. I mean, Rob, do you, do you, I mean transfers. It's all speculation, you know. Ian says forty million. Yeah, we know we know the sweet end of f all. You know what players are actually going to get, but you know it would help City's financial situation, wouldn't it, Rob? If uh, if if Webster and Kelly were to go, I mean, it could be a domino effect that Webster could go. Up to uh, up up to Newcastle, and Brighton could end up signing Lloyd Kelly, and we pick up some money there, wouldn't we? Yeah, I mean, it would be ideal if they both went, and and yeah, both went to Newcastle. But I'm just thinking, even if they did go, it just seems like one of them deadline day things, and we won't have enough time to get anyone in ourselves. Um, I just think that yeah, it's it's, it's great for the club. Um, because all this stuff, uh, this is one thing I was going to ask you guys as well about um, Richard Gold, obviously saying all that stuff about points deduction. What what does all that mean? I I don't, I find it hard to understand what that is. Um, he's he's come out and said, ah, oh, points deduction, but I don't understand what for. I don't know if you guys could that, tell Well, me. That, that's for breaching FF, uh, that's for breaching FFP. And I'll ask you quickly on that, Ian, and then I'll come to Mark with something. But FFP, any points deduction, it's we, there's no way we can get that this season, is it at all? Is that correct, Ian? No, that's that's so, correct. But when he's talking about next season and what the story behind it um, for you, Rob, is um, that he said that in an interview, and what he said is, well, you if it was a choice between selling your best players in a fire sale or taking a points deduction, you'd take the points deduction. He didn't say we were going to get one, and I actually don't think we will get a points deduction mm-hmm. there, or I'll stick my neck on the line. We won't get one this season 100%, and I'm about 80% certain we won't get one next season. And if we do... Yeah. But but it's the start of 22-23... Uh, no, 23-24 season if we're going to get one then, yeah? If... Things don't well, the improve, next the, yeah? this is we're in twenty we're in twenty one twenty two twenty one twenty two yeah now so the, we, there's got to be a, a, the next set of accounts will be twenty one twenty two and because we just had twenty twenty one aren't we to incorporate COVID yeah. so the next set of even the next set of accounts after that now why there's some concern and I'll put it no stronger than that is because the last three sets of accounts we've lost thirty eight point four. 10 but then we made 11 so if you work that out yeah. we're we're under financial fair play which is losing 39 million in the last three-year period but there's lots of yeah. stuff to come off that there's lots of allowances so people shouldn't panic and i really hate it when people get their information wrong and then don't get challenged on tv programs for example somebody said i was watching a program on the internet and some, a City fan said, well, of course, now we're 38.4 million in debt. We're not. We're about 100 odd million in debt. Yeah. So, so if we're going to chat about it, let's, you know, can we get the, the numbers right? And, and if the EFL start putting points deductions uh, on clubs, you could, fit, you could get a weird situation where you start a season and 15, 16 of the clubs – all start starting with a handicap. Starting with a handicap. Yeah. Starting with a handicap. But, yeah. So the season, the season becomes utterly pointless. 
So do they yeah. need to do something else? And <laughs> not literally, they, but yeah. No, yeah, but they, they need to. They need to. Uh, Richard Gould's a, a big fan of the salary cap and, and telling them to stop this financial fair play because although the clubs voted against the salary cap, which is why we went on with FFP, they're now realising that for me a salary cap is a bit like saying to a bloke who runs a fruit and veg shop, "Don't eat it all yourself." Um, sell some and, and, and it, it's, it's pure business common sense you run a business Dave I've, I've run several and advise several and you know if, if they came up with well we're going to pay 220% of our turnover out in wages you, you'd pass out well, they wouldn't be around for very long. Uh, absolutely. Um, Mark, uh, Tomo was at the under-23s today. You've probably read the uh, text on there. And he said, Riley Towler has got a back injury and he'll be back in two weeks. I don't think that's going to worry the attacking uh, intentions of any of the teams you're up against. Good young player, though he is. Um, and then Kloss is waiting for, I think uh, Tomo put, he's waiting for a, a work permit of some sort. And if it had come through today, he'd have played. I think, as Tomo put on the text there, he'd played for the under-23s. Um, if you look at somebody like Kloss, he's this season's Mariapa or the season before, uh, last season's Mariapa or the season before, A.D. Williams. Do you think bringing in somebody like Kloss is, is, is a good potentially a good thing or not? I mean, as I say, it's going to take him at least three weeks, a month to get up to full match fitness and the pace of the championship is a lot more aggressive than playing in the Swiss League, I'm sure. Yeah, he played for Basel, didn't he? I think in, in, in the top in the top division uh, of the, the Swiss Super, Super League last season, made a few appearances, but he hasn't played since July. I think it would be expecting a lot to, for him to be match sharp for, for several games. I mean, we had the debacle about two seasons ago with Marcus Henriksen, who uh, had um, been released by Hull City and then played a handful of games, I think, for Norway uh, in, in, the, in the Euro qualifiers. But it came to us, looked okay when he came on his sub and one game. And then after the other, it was just completely awful. Um, yeah. So we would, we'll just have to see. It's a big, it's a big risk, but we've got a little option. I, I don't see us bringing anybody in because uh, because of the money, money situation. Nobody's going to take the players that we want to move out. They're not going to no. want to play the pay the wages. We're, we're we're stuck with what we got. That's life. Yeah, I think you're right there. You're right, and everybody said it. You know, like, oh, get rid of Naki Wells, get rid of Casey Palmer, do this, do that. Nobody's going to pay them. Nobody's got any money. I haven't seen any, and I've not been tracking it in detail, but I've not seen any activity worthy of note in the uh, championship transfers other than some clubs doing what Nigel clearly doesn't want to do, and that's getting uh, youngsters in from uh, Premier Premier League clubs, but you know, uh, I think Cardiff had that kid. They could be on big wages as well, couldn't they? Well, they could be. Cardiff had that kid, Doyle, playing for them. He got taken off, but you know, was he any better than uh, Alex Scott? Don't know. Probably not a lot to choose between the two of them. All right, look, we've done. I think we've done this game uh, to death. We've done the transfer window to death. It's sort of like two anniversaries this week. Um, Yesterday to the date, although it would have been to the day, as I think it was a Tuesday, I was there 28 years ago now. Liverpool nil, Bristol City won. Uh, Ian, were you at Anfield that night? I was. And what are your recollections of that? Well, saw the goal, saw bits of there. it on TV, yeah. Saw, bit, saw the goal again today. It was a great, it was a great night, wasn't it? And totally unexpected. Yeah, well, it, 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 I don't know about totally unexpected because Liverpool weren't in great form. Um, and Souness, well, he was sacked uh, the day after we beat them. So, um, but you know, I, can, I can remember a lot of things we did that day vividly. Um, went up with a great bunch of lads, about, I don't know, 100 and some odd of us. And um, it, it's. Uh, I mean, you know me, Dave. I don't, I don't pay a lot of attention into what happened that night. I, mean, I, was, I was pleased to be there and pleased I saw it. Um, but at the, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm more worried about what's going to happen next week at Preston. Back then. Than looking yeah. back through ro- rose. Well, no, we got to reminisce. Red, we got to reminisce. Red, 
Well, why? I mean, it's... It's yeah, good. We've got to think about the good days. You've had the good days. I mean, Rob, I'm guessing you're a young man. You were <laughs> probably not alive back in 1994, were you? No, I'm 98. I was born. So that's oh, four years before me. There you go. Four years. Uh, that, yeah. I, no, yeah. You weren't alive. And Mark, uh, you're, you're a bit younger than Ian and I. Were you up at Anfield that night or listening yeah, to... Yeah, I was in the uh, Anfield Road End. I banked, oh. bouncing up and down on the chair when Tinian scored and both my feet went down the back of it. It was a, it was blowing a gale that night and City had a very functional side because it was Russell Osman, wasn't it? It wasn't uh, it. the best football. but we, Brian we Tinian, Russell Osman, Martin Scott, a left back. There was some good... Cool. How we could do with a player... Like mine, Scott. One on one with one on one with Grobbelar missed. Yeah, God. <laughs> but no, we deserved. We more than deserved to won the game. Three of three nil with a suit with a suit with us, and uh, soon as was sacked the next day. And, uh, and it I was. Think, um, Russell Osman was on Sports Night. I remember. And and and, and typical Bristol City. We got Charlton at home in the next round, which I think was the fifth round. Fifth round. We beat. We beat Stockport we... in the fourth round. That's right. Stop. I was at Stockport that night. We won 4-1. 4-0 win, wasn't it? Yeah. Was it 4-0? 4 yeah. I know it was 4. It was 4. Wayne Allison, uh, Wayne Allison got at trick, didn't he? That's right. That's it. The but uh, And then we lost, we lost to Charlton. Was it 0-0 at Ashton Gate and 0-2 up there after a replay? One I got a feeling. 1-1 yeah, one one at Ashton Gate. Gate. Yeah, that's he took it. 1-0 at Ashton Man Gate. United, they, they, they lost to Man United in the, uh, in the quarterfinal. That was the year that Man United went on to win yeah. the double, wasn't it? But then winding the clock even further back... Uh, and again, you know, Rob, sorry, you weren't, you definitely weren't there. <laughs> I'll stay, out, I'll stay um, out of these. <laughs> 40 years ago, I know we've got the Ashton Gate 8 thing coming up, but 40 years ago this Saturday, because the Ashton Gate 8 saga, even though it's not being celebrated until February the 19th, the Ashton Gate 8, um, the determining day was February the 3rd. But a few days before that, um, we played Newport County in what, many people thought was the last game that Bristol City were ever going to play. Now, I went over to Newport that day with a good friend of mine, Richard, Evertonian fan, but we stood over there, stood behind the goal, and we witnessed City uh, get a 1-0 victory, I think it was, and City played in red and black in those days. It had the old 1970s crest, or the one that people want to bring back, but black shorts. I think we had a lad at the back called Tommy... Oh, God, was his name Doyle? But were you there that day, and You're old enough to remember that, and you were probably there. Who was the, hair, who was the defender with the curly hair who we'd signed from Crystal Palace, I think it was? Terry Boyle. Terry Boyle. That's right. But were you Terry at Newport that Mallet, day? Didn't we? Yeah. Were you at Newport that day thinking, I'm never going to see this lot play again? Yeah, I was, I was it there that day, and I was, uh, I was, I was out with the... Um, <laughs> with a lot of the gentlemen that went over there on the night when we came back to Bristol. I actually, interesting story, I actually got arrested um, up in Stockport <laughs> after that game. Did you? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, well, a few, it wasn't just me, a few of us got uh, got Nick, but um, mine, <laughs> mine was a case of mistaken identity, which was a little, little bit embarrassing for the policeman involved because when he described the person that had been, dis- that had been described to him, for hitting someone, uh, the guy was dressed exactly like me, but he was six six foot two tall. <laughs> oh my his, sar- his, sar- his sergeant looked at him, and if he- oh dear, I don't know if he packed him being a policeman that night, but his sergeant just looked at him. He looked at me and he went off. So that was it. Yeah. I I I'd, uh, I was uh, released. So uh, and I can't go. I can't go into any more of what I'm done. But it was it was absolutely hilarious. You know, was, the, the, kid, the kid had a had a had a jumper on. That were, they were all the rage at the time. I don't know whether it was like. Well, you always were a follower of fashion. You always were a follower of fashion. Still are. Still are. Still are. Still are. With you, crew neck, looking very young and dapper at the senior Reds. Somebody. Somebody said. Somebody said to me. Somebody said on here. He was arrested by the fashion fashion police. No, I, yeah. I, Somebody I also said they're getting, getting they're getting drunk playing uh, Forever Bristol City uh, with shots yeah, for each time that they mention that you mention <laughs> how tall people are and when you spoke to Lee Johnson or something like that. Tomo's written yeah. on here for Ian's information. Cundy played. He was at the game. Cundy played okayish today. Only his opinion. He wouldn't cut it in the championship. But we may need him to come in. Can't see it though. He was captain today. To, Somebody's also. Well, we need. 
we need to bring somebody else in, don't we? My point is we need a centre central defender that can defend attacking set pieces into our box and perhaps give us a bit more threat from from our own set pieces. <clears throat> maybe, maybe. All right, look, let's bring it back. Let's bring it back to the present for uh, Rob. I mean, Rob, um, next uh, uh, next two games. Um, they're away, aren't they? Yeah, because we got um, Preston away, then Blackpool and away. Blackpool. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Rob, how, how 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 many points do you think we get from those two matches? Because they're Three. not easy places to go. So you're gonna, we're going to win one and lose one. You're going to win one no, and no, lose no. one. Six points. I say six points. Three three from each. Um, I think we'll be okay. I think this hopefully is a, a rocket up the backside. This game. To say, look, we, you know, no more messing around with these sort of teams, and we should be beating a team like Luton. But you know, why? Time moves on. Well, we can't blame. We can't blame. We can't blame. Why should we? Why should we? He's an optimist. Him? He's an optimist because we've got more resources yeah. than they have. You know, we get double the attendances. We've got a squad that probably costs four times as much as they did. But it's how it's what you call getting how much you you know how much you get out of what you have got and for whatever reason we don't appear to be doing that I mean Ian and Mark sorry next two matches you know I mean I'd take I'd take two draws but you know two defeats two draws two defeats draw and a loss what do you think it's going to be the next two they're not happy hunting grounds for us are they no no not well not too bad at Blackpool I think Ian saw us went out there didn't you in 2007-8 season I think you went out there for your 50th birthday didn't you uh, Ian um yeah, thirtieth. 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 Was it for me? Thirtieth. Uh, yeah. We won there for ten, about ten years, have we? When we won four nil, I think the, the last time we got a draw in the promotion season, didn't we? we went to uh, went one nil up, but yeah, ninety seven, ninety eight. That was one at the promotion season. Yeah, when we signed no, Sean 2014, McCarthy. All oh, right, ninety seven, ninety eight as well. We got a draw at Preston, which clinched us, and we'd signed that. Uh, Sean McCarthy. That was the year that we sold Sean Goater, and that cost us a championship, wasn't it? Yeah, because we yeah, they yeah. made us so, an yeah, offer. We, 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 we drew there in 2014-15, but I think we won there in 2010-11. We scored. We we won four 0 but I don't right, think I don't. we won. We don't think we won since. And of course, we got hammered on the Tuesday night, didn't we? Uh, in 2015-16, and the season looked over, and then uh, little. Oh, that Johnson was a five 0 wasn't it? Yeah, that was the five 0 yeah. wasn't it? When we. Uh, well, no, that was sixteen seventeen, the five 0 wasn't it? When we lost at Brentford, oh, and we lost sixteen seventeen. There we go. Yeah. Anyway, oh, we're whittering like on. Bloody, we're whittering it's on. All, it's like all. It's like all our yesterdays listening to you. I two. know. Come I know. On. I know. Tom, Tim, Tim, the photography said, "As have you been smoking crack, Rob?" No, <laughs> I don't think not, so. No, not this not evening. <laughs> yeah, Tomo's listening to Nigel giving his interview. So if you're quick, because we're going to end it in a minute. I'm, if you're quick, I'm Tomo, what's he got to, to say? It, it, I'll tell you what he said. It's a recurring problem for us. It's our Achilles heel is to wait set pieces and defend. And it's something we'll keep working at. Oh, that's a relief. So he's maybe or maybe not they'll add to the squad in the final days of the transfer. And I don't know about you, but that's filled me full of enthusiasm. Yeah. Huh. Not. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> it always begins. He always probably, does his interviews. Have you noticed well, with his interviews, yeah. he always does that. Huh. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Oh, six well, points, bring it on. We're going to get six points. We're going to get six yeah, points. Right, yeah. guys, it's I'd, uh, well, I'd, for us. I'd settle for two. I'd settle yeah, for two. Yeah, two draws. Two draws. That's all yeah. it can be if it's two. No, that would be good. Create a platform yeah. for uh, beating Reading, yeah? But um, but there we go. And as I say, we are <laughs> safe. Rob, Ian and Mark, no, thank you for your company this evening. No, we're not safe. We're safe-ish <laughs> at the moment because we are... Uh, yeah. Unless Callas gets injured and we don't sign anybody and Williams gets injured yeah. in his first game which back, is, which, we only need to which win. Is likely. Uh, absolutely. We need to win five out of the remaining 18 games. Yeah. And regardless of how crap and inconsistent we are and uh, violent rigs win, and everything. We win, hang on, then. We win five games. That gives us 48 points. That's safety, is it? No, and a sprinkling of draws. Yeah, so five wins, oh, four can draws. Get a sprinkling of draws as well. No, now, no, five, no five, <laughs> five wins, four draws, and nine <laughs> defeats. Five wins, four draws, and nine defeats. That's it. That, yeah, that there's my that, prediction. That should see us. That should see us. That's, that's, that's five. That's, 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 that's true. That should do it. 
Five four Dash nine. Junior. Look, I'm going to write it down. I've written it down. That's my prediction. Last eighteen games, five wins, four defeats, four draws, nine defeats. That's nineteen <laughs> points, fifty-two points. We're safe. There we go. We are safe. In theory, uh, yeah. We've not got to suddenly it, it, improve it, our form. It, are you a big fan of probability in maths? Because the probability is we'll stay up. Right? It's yeah. highly probable because the sides in the bottom three have to uh, play out of their skins and do a lot better yeah. than they are in order to get more points than us. Yeah. Uh, in, in terms of, you know, to get for them to get to 50 points, it's, it's, they've got to pick up a ridiculous amount of points and go from picking up 90% of the points to 50-odd percent. The only different one from that, honestly, is, is Derby, and they've still got to improve by about 20% on what they've been doing, which is, yeah. which is, which is difficult. Um, yeah. Heard a little rumor today that um, Tom Lawrence ha- was was off to Bournemouth from Derby, yeah. um, but uh, that, that we were also uh, th- thrown into the pot. And I said, "Well, if it's a choice between Bristol City and Bournemouth, based on th- the money that they have available, um, then I, I can't see Tom Lawrence uh, picking Bristol City, even with our high performance centre." And our oh, shiny God. stadium. I, know. I, I just can't. I just. I, I wouldn't mind him as a player. I, I think he'd be a good addition. But um, and he's another ex Derby yeah. lad. So perhaps Chris. He's Martin not. Was he, was he the driver? Night. Was he the driver that night with? Um, no, no, no. Um, I think. Yeah, no. I don't think. Was Tom Lawrence there? Yeah, he was, was there. The other kid was a passenger. Keo was in the back, and it was Tom Lawrence and, uh, one other. Was it? I didn't, didn't know. Couldn't Mason remember the name Bennett of the other one. Yeah. Hill, yeah. Well, look, guys, it's not my birthday, yeah. but I'm going off to get ambushed by a cake after this. Yeah, like uh, I don't <laughs> oh, know. Oh yeah. Saw on Twitter this evening that uh, <laughs> uh, somebody trying to defend Boris was saying that uh, he was uh, effectively ambushed by a cake. So uh, that'll be very interesting to see how that happened happen. to us all, mate. Happened to us all. And he, Even he, he said that he didn't know he didn't know it was his birthday because obviously Sue Gray hadn't told him. Yeah. There we go. No, we should do a whole broadcast about... I mean, the the only thing that can save Boris this week, I think, is the Russians marching into uh, Ukraine. But uh, but there we go. What do we know? We know sweet FA about politics and economics, and we hey, certainly know sweet speak, FA. Speak for your, speak, no, hey, I'm speaking speak about you, Ian, really. Yeah. No, you speak <laughs> look, for yourself. We, 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 we will be back after the Preston game. And hopefully we might be talking about a victory. Rob, great to have you on. Come on again, Ian yeah. and Mark. My, 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 uh, my. Um, what's his name? Uh, who are the two on? Have I got news for you? My Ian Hislop. I think you're Ian Hislop, Ian, which is quite right. Oh, thanks. And then is it Paul Mer- yeah. and Ian and Mark? Rather, you're the Paul uh, Merton. Is that is that his name? Paul. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Paul Merton. Yeah, he's actually it's a relative, uh, relative of mine. Yeah, and thanks to everybody who's uh, uh, thanks to everybody that's put in uh, comments this evening. Uh, Sai and all you people put a decent name, not VVS eighty five QZ two KP on there. <laughs> Probably phoning in from Iran or somewhere like that. Ian's Jack D. Somebody <laughs> said Jimbo said thanks all. Good night, Ian. Give us an impression, Ian. Look, you talked about. Gary Johnson, how he pulled a face at you when you almost came on as a linesman. If Gary Johnson was giving the post-match interview today after losing at your, your that game, what would Gary Johnson again, Dave? I know. What would Gary Johnson have to say about tonight's game? Had he been in charge? Just for our final point this evening, Ian. The microphone is yours. <laughs> Bloody say something then. <laughs> Ian? He's gone. Get a, getting a script done. Um, He's getting a script. I, I am gone. I am. Oh, you are I there. am gone. It's, it's your bloody microphone again. You sound like, sound uh, like Norman Collier. Norman Collier. No, Go I'll on, let's have, what, a, let's have a quick sound, Gary Johnson. You sound, yeah, you sound just like that. Just like that Norman Collier bloke on the telly, I used to buy my suits at his dad's shop. You know, Collier's and Broadmead. I used to do all that. That's what, that's what you sound like, mate. You're not a real fan. You're not a real fan. You don't belong at this club. I belong at this club. 
Nice one. Nice one. Fan. And a final word. And a final word. And a final word. We got to say well done to uh, Famara Diju for providing the uh, assist that helped uh, Senegal get a two-nil victory in the uh, Afcon uh, Cup this evening. Thanks a lot, everybody, and we'll be back soon or Saturday to be precise. All the best. Cheers now. Bye bye, guys. Bye bye. bye. God bless. Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you still the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times delivery and time supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.